Podcast. Shrimp on the barbie. Shrimp, 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 shrimp on the barbie. Do you respect that? That's corruption. I can make a fake snake. Do you not pee in the pool? Do you, 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 you not pee on the barbie? All of myself is clean. <laughs> Broadcasting from a hornet's nest inside of Ryan's shorts. Take it away. Take it away, Markbot 5000. What happens when a 33-year-old white man from Goldbar spends way too much time on TikTok? TikTok invades his podcast. That's right, Markbot has fused together with the TikTok algorithm to create TikBot 6000. And now I'm here to provide this introduction. And I know what Ryan must be thinking, TalkBot. I'm only 32 years old, which is still very young. Well, I'm sorry to say, I've hacked into your medical records, and I'm pretty sure you've got another decade at most. Welcome to the Hardmark Podcast, a show where Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over 30 years and someone that's contributed greatly to advances in artificial intelligence, introduces one match per show to his friend. Who has never watched wrestling? They talk about the backstory, they watch the match, and then they rank that match on their ever-growing list. The purpose of the show is to see what happens when someone that's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most significant matches. And let's bring out the star of the program, someone I've been watching intently through his front-facing camera for the past month. And let's just say that while he may not like mayonnaise on his sandwiches, he doesn't mind when it's spread across a Chinese lady's toe cleavage. Flyin' Ryan Murphy. Damn, Eric. <laughs> 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 good. That was actually one of the fine, like, what emerged by RJ Murphy 1922. I could see the look on your face. The moment that the music started, you're like, wait a minute, I, I think I recognize this music. And then when the voice happened, that was even more of a sink in for you. Well, that is the most one, it's the most TikTok, like, little sound that you can get. Like, you just, it's just nuggets of TikTok right there, you know? And then, like, her voice, like, has been, I mean, that is TikTok, so. Yes, uh, Denver nuggets yes, of first, TikTok. I wasn't sure where, like, it was going to go, but, like, you know, well executed, well integrated, uh, yeah. and. If you put that on TikTok, it might do really well. <laughs> I'll send I'll send you a, a social yeah. clip, yeah. clip that we can we can post in the near future. But yes, Talkbot six thousand now joining us here on the on the program. We'll see what Talkbot is able to contribute here in the in the near future. So I, I look forward to it. But that's enough about Talkbot. Let's let's talk a little bit about some wrestling here, Ryan. Last episode. We bore witness to one of the most electrifying matches of all time between two of the most famous wrestlers of all time in Hulk Hogan and The Rock, which Ryan thought was okay. Uh, He still thought it was better than anything that he's seen that involved Uh, what? Go ahead. I mean, it wasn't. You put it in the okay section. Am I wrong? I think it was like close to 60, if I'm not mistaken. That I think that's in okay let me okay, hear. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, how did how did a match go so wrong? Yeah, you're you're hyping this match up here, like. No, well, okay, hold on. So, you put it. Bear with me for a second here. 
Yep, Rock versus Hollywood Hogan. Uh, it's number 52 in our ranking, which is literally smack dab in the middle of okay. Just I'm not saying you're technically wrong. I'm saying, like, you kind of hype it. Like, how did this... You know what? I think we... I think I know... Okay, I know what you're coming from. Like, I'm hyping it. I don't think I said anything that was incorrect. It is two of the most famous wrestlers of all time, and it is, to some, among the more electrifying matches, because it involved the most electrifying man in the history of sports and entertainment, Ryan, and The Rock. Uh, but have you gotten all your, your, your things out? Because I'm kind of doing a bit here. I'm trying to make a joke. Yeah, no, I... Okay. I'm gonna okay. Yes, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take it back. Last episode, we bore witness to one of the most electrifying matches of all time between two of the most famous wrestlers of all time, and Hulk Hogan and The Rock, which Ryan thought was okay, still better than anything he's ever seen that involved a woman, apparently. But today, we're <laughs> <laughs> today we're scaling things back a tad. And we're going to watch ourselves a classic blood feud between a couple of the standouts of the Attitude Era. How's that hit you? That's from Matt. That's from Felix tonight. A a blood feud? Catch me in the Attitude Era. You have been somewhat, uh, I don't know, you're you're a little ornery tonight. You're a little, you're you're punchy. I'm new to town. (laughs) I'm the new guy. It's it's the high timber altitude. Like, it's it's something, you know. If somebody asks you where you're from, what do you say? Seattle or Vegas? (laughs) Because if they say Vegas, that's probably the vibe you're going for right now. <laughs> I mean, there's stories to tell, but yes, I, I mean, I think I, it depends. It, it, it depends. Mm-hmm. If I feel they're desert people, I go, you know. <laughs> you strike me as a seedy Vegas element. But uh, you could probably make the argument that the wrestler that we have seen most often but talked the least about is Triple H, a.k.a. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Now, we've seen him in his original incarnation as the Connecticut Blue Blood, a parody of Vince McMahon's uppity neighbors in Greenwich. We even briefly saw his aligning with Shawn Michaels, creating the legendary dick joke and crotch chop faction D-Generation X, which we've actually seen a couple of videos of over the past few days, Ryan and I have, of, uh, <laughs> of DX's handiwork in elementary schools all across our great country. We're funny guys. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hilarious stuff. But let's take a closer look at this this gentleman, Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He started his wrestling career in 1992. Uh, He he started as most did in that era. He worked the independence, hoping to get noticed. Eventually, WCW signed him to a deal, which he competed under for about a year before making the jump to the WWF. And within the WWF is where he would flourish. Taking the name Hunter Hearst Helmsley, as noted, he would play a snooty, pompous character, but more important to his career was his affiliation backstage with The Click, an infamous group of friends that frequently worked on screen with and against one another, with other wrestlers claiming that The Click used their influence to hold other wrestlers back from top spots in the company. Now, whether you believe those stories or not isn't really important, but what is important is that in May of 1996, two members of the clique, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, they were wrestling their final shows for the WWF before jumping to WCW. At the end of an event at Madison Square Garden, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels, and Helmsley, they all embraced in the middle of the ring. 
To old timers, this was viewed as an unforgivable sin. You do not break kayfabe in front of your audience, let alone break kayfabe in the middle of the most famous arena in the world. So let's pause there. Does all that make sense to you what I just said? That all makes sense to me. So you basically had two bad guys, two good guys. They're hugging in the middle of the ring, basically kind of a wink and a nod to the audience that, hey, this isn't exactly on the level. And they were doing it in Madison Square Garden, which had basically been the McMahon's backyard for the past several decades, just to kind of set the set the tone here. So because of all this, punishments would need to be doled out. Hall and Nash, they're leaving the company, so you can't do anything to them. Shawn Michaels was the WWF champion, so punishing him would probably do more harm to the company than anything else. So that left Hunter on an island all to himself. And he was notably told by Vince McMahon that for the foreseeable future, he would need to, quote, eat shit and like the taste. (laughs) (laughs) And eat shit he did. Uh, The plan for Helmsley to win the 1996 King of the Ring was scrapped, and instead some nobody named Steve would win it instead. I'm sure he that guy didn't amount to very much. Uh, Helmsley was booked to lose on every show for months, but his t- to his credit, he did not complain. He kept his head down and he did the work, and eventually when the situation blew over, he was slowly moved back up the card. His biggest showcase to date was the previously mentioned DX faction, which he founded with his real-life click buddy, Shawn Michaels. But when Shawn went down with a back injury, this left Triple H on his lonesome to sink or swim on his own merits. Interestingly, all these backstage events started to become a little bit more well-known among fans. Uh, Fans knew about the curtain call. They knew about Hunter being punished for the sins of his friends. So all of these elements started to slowly shape his on-screen character. Triple H, the character, developed a huge chip on his shoulder and felt that due to his mistreatment by management in the previous years that he was owed the WWF championship. And he would go about that task by any means necessary, as probably best demonstrated by his marrying of Vince McMahon's daughter Stephanie, which started as an on-screen romance and eventually led to their marriage in real life, too. So now, with Triple H aligning himself with Stephanie McMahon, his climb to the title was made significantly easier, and this led to the McMahon-Helmsley era of the WWF. This marriage from hell, which was also aligned with Triple H's DX cronies, would prove to make life difficult for the wrestlers of the WWF, targeting two top stars in particular, The Rock and Mankind. This torture culminated in a pink slip on a pole match between The Rock and Mankind, where a pink slip was hanging from a pole attached to the ring. The first man to reach that pink slip and yank it from the pole would be victorious. Second place was a set of steak knives. Third place is, you're fired. Is a pink slip like a slip to the car? Like a car? Is that what the pink slip is, or is it a different thing? A different thing. So pink slip is kind of an old jargon for like, if you got your pink slip, that means that you were fired. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so pink slip on a pole matches, which normally if you're the one getting the pink slip, that means you're getting fired. So it's weird to have the person. Okay. <laughs> it's weird to have the person grabbing it, but they they win. But either way, the loser yeah. of that match was fired. And I just made a, a Glenn Gary Glenn Ross joke that I don't think landed, but that's fine. But 
<laughs> the loser, again, fired from the company. And while we've chronicled the rivalry between these two men uh, recently, by this point in time, The Rock and Mankind had formed an odd friendship. They even became the tag team champions at one point. Mankind, sadly, was the loser of that pink slip on a pole match, much to The Rock and the fans' dismay. But all hope, Ryan, it was not lost. The following week, The Rock, along with the rest of the locker room, marched out to the ring, and they staged a strike. Their demand was a simple one. Reinstate Mick Foley, or else everyone walks, and the McMahon-Helmsley regime will not have a company left to rule. Begrudgingly, Triple H reinstated Foley, who then promptly challenged Triple H for his WWF championship at the upcoming Royal Rumble. Helmsley accepted the challenge and then proceeded to sick his lackeys onto Mankind, who decimated the hardcore legend and left him beaten, bloody, and broken. This led Mankind to do some soul-searching. After the years of punishment, being thrown off of tall places and landing on hard ones, he wasn't sure that he was physically capable of matching up against Triple H at this stage in his career. And so, on an episode of SmackDown, Mankind confronted Triple H and made the announcement that would change the complexion of that match. And so we're going to see a little clip. This is not the match itself. This is a little amuse-bouche uh, before we watch this thing. So let me send you that link right now, my friend. Triple H, that is enough. We saw a vicious side of Mick Foley Monday night after being driven through is the table by Is this what you get off on? Making fun of me? How much more do you want from me? First... You take away my job, then you bring this idiot out there and you take away my dignity. Then Monday night, in what should have been the greatest night of my life when I was reinstated on Roy's war, you take me and you ruin my shirt. What? And you ruin my face. And I'll be honest. When I stepped into that shower and I let the cold water run down on my head and I looked down at the blood as it swirled around that shower drain, Ugh. I started thinking a little bit about what mankind was. Now mankind is an entertaining son of a gun. Mankind it's a pretty damn good author. Mankind is one tough SOB. And mankind is one hell of a fighter. So it saddens me to say that after the beating you gave me on Monday night, one thing mankind is not is ready to face you in a street fight at the Royal Rumble in Madison Square Garden. Is that? Because you are without a doubt the game. You are the best in the business right now. And as you said, well, mankind in some ways is nothing more than a beaten up 
pathetic fool. But I think the WWF fans deserve a substitute in that match. A substitute? He's chicken and out. What I'm going to do, Triple H, is I'm going to name him right now. As a matter of fact, I think you know the guy. is to kick your teeth all over the city of Chicago. Cactus Jack is back! Cactus Jack hammered away on the WWF champion! Get out of there, game! Nick Foley is more vicious, more dangerous than ever, King! Triple H, so at the Royal Rumble, you're gonna make me bleed. I've got some news for you. It will not be the first time and it sure as hell will not be the last because I've got an awful lot of blood to give. That's a scary thought. But as far as you, you look into my eyes and realize I mean every word when I tell you I'm gonna tear you apart in New York City. And then, I will take what you hold dearest. I'm talking about your cherished WWF championship belt. I will take it, and it will be mine. Mine. Oh my! Bye-bye! All right. Uh, any any thoughts on what we just watched, you and I here, Ryan? I mean, I, it, I thought it was very well done. I, you know, what were you, were you expecting when he kind of came out and said that he wasn't ready to face Triple H? Were you expecting The Rock? Uh, <laughs> I don't know who I expected. I, but you know, with his alter egos, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it kind of made sense that he. I'm yeah, way way better than pulling out another wrestler. Like. Sure, and like you have to give credit to Triple H, which Mick Foley always does whenever he talks about this whole storyline here. Like, if Triple H would have just started laughing, because all that Mick Foley really did was take his mask off, you know, rip yeah. his his dirty uh, white <laughs> short sleeve button up shirt off, and then like that's all that he did. But like Triple H sold it like, holy shit, it's like a fucking back from the dead Cactus Jack, the legendary death match champion yeah. is fucking here and he's yeah. coming to yeah. fuck my shit up uh yeah. which he he sold facially and then yeah then you, you kind of saw the the aftermath where uh cactus takes out the the phony the phony bogus mankind there but uh that's our match so we got cactus jack versus triple h this is going to be a street fight so weapons are legal um yeah <laughs> you're you're allowed where, to go ahead where is it? it's so it's going to be madison square garden oh see okay yeah, so it's going to be in a wrestling ring. It's not in an actual physical an actual street. street fight. No, the yeah, app. they're billing it as a street fight because weapons and whatnot are legal, but it's not in a street. 
Uh, we, we've actually, which is interesting, we've seen these two face off. We did not watch this all that long ago. It was episode 66 specifically. In a fun fact, that match also featured Mick Foley in his Cactus Jack persona. That was also a street fight. It was also in Madison Square Garden. But obviously the stakes this time are, are quite a bit higher. So that's that's our match. As far as wrestling with the data, Ryan's record as it stands, 46-36-1. He is on a four-match win streak. Again, he could set a record if he wins out the remainder of, remainder of our matches before our big summer vacation. Uh, and then Ryan's record in Mick Foley matches, six and three. You are two and two in Triple H matches. Your record in New York City is five and one. You are <laughs> one and one at the Royal Rumble. And in the WWE, which apparently I went full bore on this data this time around, your record in the WWE, 22 and 21. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's nice to know I'll be well above 500. When this when this break starts, regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, unless I, you know, stack a couple of matches, you know, in one episode, which, you know, hey, there's precedence there. There's precedence there. But um, any any questions, any thoughts before we watch this thing? Uh, no, I'm good. All right. Well, then we are going to take a quick break. We'll play you some audio from that match, and we'll be back with Ryan's thoughts on Cactus Jack versus Triple H at the Royal Rumble. Thank you very much. And the mind games have begun. Trying to psych out Triple H. Trying to psych out the game. That don't that don't happen, Cactus Jack. I don't think. Triple H is this having some sort of effect on oh, Here we go. I don't know what Cactus Jack had to say to the champion, but the talking has stopped. The action has begun. And the street fight for the WWE title is underway. About a dozen chair shots mankind endured last year in this in this very event. And most of us are like to kill him. And a shot right to the skull. Man. A shot right to the skull by the game. It's the, it looks like barbed wire. The two-by-four right with barbed wire. The referee trying to stop Cactus from using that, that barbed wire with them. Triple H has got it. Use it. Use it. It's legal. Cactus doesn't want to Holy wire to the abdomen. Oh. A barbed wire to the back. To the spine of Cactus Jack. And now oh, here Triple we go. H. Here we go, got him. Cactus Jack has been handcuffed with his hands behind it. My God, this is horrible. What, what is that? What the hell is that? Sandbag. What? what I, I, I don't know. I don't think it is. Oh, God. It's, oh, my God. It's thumbtacks. It's hundreds. It's thousands of thumbtacks. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Not thumbtacks. The second pedigree on the thumbtacks. The second pedigree. That's it. Got him. My God. My God, it's over. My God, it's over. Texas sticking in the face. Okay, look at this. And still, World Wrestling Federation champion, Triple H. Have you ever in your life? We are back. We just watched Cactus Jack versus Triple H at the Royal Rumble 2000 in a street fight for the W. WF Championship, Ryan. What'd you think of that match? It's tough to say, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how. I, I think I'm gonna have to kind of go through it, relive it a little bit to like. Uh, the outcome was weird for me personally. I think I switched like three times. It's probably the most conflicted you've been uh, yeah. during a match. Yes, and I feel like I was so like focused on like who was gonna win this match, and like you know, and I just 
so it made I wasn't paying attention to like the outside stuff or the crowd or the like. I was just paying like I want to know who's going to win, and uh, I was clearly not able to like do that with a lot of uh, you know authority. Like, <laughs> like too much stim- outside stimuli. Well, I was just, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, usually I you know pitches, but anyway, yeah, it was interesting. We'll have to see. I want to kind of relive it here, and then I'll get a sense of how I feel about the match. Okay. So. All right. Well. Uh, let's 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 relive it right now. So we've got a little video package with O Fortuna detailing the the storied history between Triple H and and Mick Foley, Mankind, Cactus Jack, whatever you want to call him. Cactus, uh, he he introduces him or he, he's introduced first the the taxi entryway, which kind of looks like a street, like an alley in New York. One of my one of my favorite sets from this era. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I good intro, like you know. Yeah, come out alleyway. Yeah, with like debris and like trash cans and pallets, which would end up coming into play during the match as well. Uh, But yeah, very fun. Kind of like a Ninja Turtles like vibe, you know. (laughs) I thought about that, but you're you're right. It's a very Ninja Turtles vibe for the Royal Rumble 2000 uh, alley entryway, and then Triple H and Stephanie. Which again, for anyone who may have missed it. Uh, Triple H is with Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. They're married in storyline at this point. Years later, they would end up getting married in uh, real life as well. So that's uh, this is the beginning of their relationship. I like Stephanie. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Just an attractive person. <laughs> I'm sure she'd I mean, be very... I don't know what she like now, but at the time, like, you know... She... I mean, you know, she's... 20 something years older but you know she basically looks the same you know, she's still an attractive the billion dollar princess they call her uh we've got some ja- jaw jacking to start us off at the beginning of the match uh cactus he he begins things with some some right hands to kind of uh put triple h on the back pedal there first big move triple h gets kind of tossed outside Cactus gives chase and he delivers a big neck breaker out to the floor, which I know Ryan was very complimentary of that move to kind of begin our our match here today. Uh, but then they uh, are continuing to brawl outside of the ring. I'd say their first weapon, our first bit of plunder, probably within about two and a half minutes or so, uh, maybe three. But we've got a ring bell to the to the head uh, of, here, yeah. of Cactus Jack, and so he's briefly put down by that. While he's down, Triple H then arms himself with a chair, climbs back inside the ring, and then he, he's kind of just waiting for Cactus uh, to approach, which Cactus doesn't have to wait long. He just charges right in and eats a baseball swing right to the face, yep. which we talked about this. This is this is one year later. So the, the match between The Rock and Mankind, where, where you were uncomfortable with that match. Uh, where mankind ate a total of ten to twelve chair shots to the head. This is one year yeah. after that point. I mean, there's there's huge difference. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But we're. Yeah. I'm just trying to kind of paint a picture for where we're at timeline wise. Yes. Oh yeah, no. I mean, like, uh, I I think if you weren't made uncomfortable by the last one, <laughs> so you. like this is fine. Yeah. Sure. To- after cactus is put down with that big chair shot to the face triple h he's going he's kind of trying to take like the turnbuckle pad off meanwhile cactus gets back to his feet goes on offense drops a a leg 
uh, that he, he's placed the chair over Triple H's face now and uh, and a leg drop. And then the fight goes back outside. Triple H is backdropped over the barricade out into the crowd. We we were both talking about this a little bit. New York, New York fans, a little bit more grabby than Anaheim folks from a, an episode or two ago where we were complimenting how you know well-mannered the Anaheim fans were about their lack of grabbing. They're a little grabby. I mean, they created like these circles and like they they got their they got their hands in there wherever they want. <laughs> they created circles and they got their hands in there, which I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. just t- typical New York shit. But uh, and then this is the part, and and I didn't mention this on air, but I did tell Ryan about this to kind of like set the stage a little bit. Like, hey, some someone's going to be stabbed unintentionally during this match. Uh, we have when they brawl back out to that kind of entryway. There's two wooden pallets that are set down. Triple H gets suplexed onto these wooden pallets, and he basically catches a a jagged piece of that pallet into his calf, uh, which would then bleed through the remainder of, of of that match. Which it took a little bit before you could actually see it. But thoughts on the calf injury to Triple H? Um, I mean, I just the the thing with this unplanned shit like that comes up, and like I, I would never know if I wasn't watching it with you. So like. I would just think it was like a part of the match. He's bleeding out his leg. But sure. like, this is the, like I, I mentioned during the match, I think it's the most impressive thing about wrestling is some of these like unintentional injuries and they just, they just play through. They just keep yeah. going and you wouldn't even think that it was like something that wasn't inten- intended to happen. He didn't even react to it. Like, he didn't even react to it. He's just like, oh, like, like I, <laughs> oh, know. that sucks. <laughs> just, you know, they, and I think you got to respect that about it. About wrestling for sure. They don't like. There's a lot of sports. You get knocked down. You play it up. Like you flop, and you're just like, oh, I'm hurt. wrestling's like the opposite of that. They get <laughs> intentionally hurt, and they're just back in this game. Like you know, right? Exactly. Oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. I'm not. I'm not going to react yeah, to it at all. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah, that does happen. But uh, there's a trash can that's used. I think Triple H gets hit in the head with it. Eventually, Cactus Jack gets suplexed onto that trash can. Right around this point is where you can actually start to see that calf wound. Which again, for anyone who hasn't seen this match. Uh, pretty gnarly, especially when they get a couple of, of zooms in there. We've got a big Cactus Jack running knee into the steps, which uh, Triple H was kind of seated in front of it, and then we've got the Cactus knee into that. And then our next big moment in the match is the introduction of the barbed wire. So we've got a barbed wire a wrapped 2 by 4 that makes its appearance, uh, which is then used uh, offensively during the match. I did not care for that weapon at all, especially calling this a fucking street fight. Like, I thought that weapon was bullshit. Like, you know, like, get, use like a lid of a dumpster or something. Like, you know, <laughs> like, You're like mad that, that it wasn't was something that would be found on a street. Yeah, like, that weapon sucked. I did not like that weapon. I thought, like, I'm just going to state it, it kind of took a little bit away from what could have been. Really? You, you, you thought that negatively about the, the, the weapon itself? Yeah, like I, I mean, I only saw it from far, but it didn't even look that like they had like actual like barbs on that thing. Like, uh, now I'm not saying, hold on, I'm not saying there wasn't, I'm not saying, I'm saying like that weapon looks soft as fuck. It looked like a teddy bear stuck on a, on a pole. Like, I mean, it was squishy and it was, it just, I didn't like it. And, and <laughs> where the fuck do you find that in a street? You know, like, okay, so this might be a first in the history of the program. You are partially correct. Oh, so, well, thank you. 
absolutely <laughs> get him to do something. But wh- why? I don't. I don't know what the uh, the backstory is here. Let me paint. Let me paint this picture for you. So when the barbed wire is introduced initially, if you notice, if you watch back, Trip or uh, Mick Foley, Mankind, Cactus Jack, he's the only one who gets hit with that barbed wire, and you can very clearly see it catching on his clothes during that point in time. Like we remember, like you could see his shirt bank being kind of like ripped up a little bit by that barbed wire. Like, like mm-hmm. this stands out in your mind that I'm talking about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Very good hit. Yeah. He gets hit and you can see the barbed wire catching on his clothes. Anyway, yeah. shortly after that, the referee intervenes when cactus is like, he gets low blowed. I think referee intervenes. He takes the barbed wire out and he gives it to one of the Spanish announcers who then tucks it underneath the table. I don't know if that was vivid. Um, they, didn't they take the, like, the whole thing? So what happened... Well, sort of. Eventually they did, yes. But not yet. But what happens is the Spanish announcer, he takes the barbed wire, puts it underneath their table. There was a second board that was not real barbed wire. They brought that out and Triple H is is basically gets hit with that one. Was the, And that was planned, I assume. Correct. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they had two. What a fucking bitch! (laughs) Like, what a fucking like class A pussy! Like this motherfucker is. Like, like this is exactly what I'm saying. Like, I, I, you know, I I pay, but fuck him. Like, you know, like especially if you're gonna stick another guy, you better be like, fuck that shit. Like, to uh, be fair, he wasn't wearing any clothing. Whereas Cactus Jack matter. I saw. (laughs) That's come on. It turns out, so just quick aside around this thing, and it's so funny too, because now I'm realizing if I had told you all this during, you would have absolutely not have fucking picked tri- Triple H to win this match. I could have swayed but... I probably should have in retrospect, but... Uh, so Triple H, apparently, he regretted not doing the real one because this fake barbed wire apparently like punctured him and left this giant divot in his fucking forehead uh, after well, the fact. Poor fucking guy, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, right. he, got, he got a little bump instead of getting hit with, you know, barbed wire. <laughs> like, what are you? Like, I just, it's disappointing. I'm, I'm disappointed in Triple H. I was kind of digging this match, and now I'm just like, what a fucking loser. Like, yeah. <laughs> He'd be very sad to hear you say that. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so Triple H hits, gets hit in the face with the quote unquote barbed wire. That's when he blades. And I mean, like his his crimson mask, as it were, was pretty. It was among the bloodiest faces that we've seen in, in our program. I, you know, uh, I'm just bitching at this point, but I just feel like now it's like, you know, the softer the weapon, the more you blade yourself, you know, and, and you know, you just make it look like you got hit. Or, was, you know, Mick Foley actually takes a fucking, he'll do whatever. Like, it he's, doesn't matter. To be fair, he still got stabbed in the calf with a pallet and bladed himself, for the record. I mean, we don't know, like, okay, I didn't, okay, I'm not saying getting a stab with a pallet and, like, that, it did look bad and he did handle, like, a champion, but, like, you know, that, I mean, sometimes, like, I've been cut before, you know, like, <laughs> Uh, and it looks really bad, but like I just did something stupid, and that kind of caught me in the wrong spot. Like, you know, like, and so I don't necessarily give him a bunch of respect, especially now after I heard about what that. You know, so am I going to regret having told you this story? I'm not. I guess we'll find out as as the notes as the notes go on. But uh, again, Triple H is bleeding a bunch. Uh, we've got maybe, arguably, 
the the Ryan's favorite stair maneuver or maneuvers. Uh, Ryan, as historically, very anti anything to do with stairs. We had two moves. One where Cactus Jack gets kind of just thrown into the stairs and catches it leg knee first, which looked fucking brutal, and then gets tossed into the stairs in the classic Foley bump where he doesn't just take it to the shoulder. He goes up and over the stairs as if it's impeding his momentum. Uh, the first one was the best stair hold best like i mean it, it actually helped what did you just say like the stairs didn't, it didn't look like the stairs are two pound props it looked like they were actually stairs like okay yeah. reasonable okay uh, the second one i mean not a bad one either but like the, you know it did the top of the staircase came off it got a little shooken up yeah for i mean but this is also a 300 pound man running at it but you know that's that's neither here nor there but uh, they go back into the ring. We've got some more of the faux barbed wire, not to keep riling Ryan up or anything. But uh, Triple H grabs th- something from the ring announcer. It's handcuffs. Oh, God. <laughs> Should I just cede you the floor as you filibuster about these, about these handcuffs? I, mean, I'm not, I, I just, I, I, especially, okay, I don't want to, like, you run through the whole thing. But those handcuffs were, like, you could jump up with those fucking handcuffs. Like, <laughs> Uh, I'm surprised he. I'm surprised he fucking didn't jump rope with those handcuffs to get out of it. Like you know, they ended up going this whole like thing where someone had, you know take him off. But like Jesus Christ, come on, Eric. It, like what kind of what is that? Like and 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 I again, I'm not trying to go too far, but I'm saying what happened afterwards with him getting the handcuffs taken off. And I know you said like he didn't like some of like. Uh, what was he not able? He didn't like the hits in the back or something with the handcuffs on. Or so so. So when he there was two two kind of main factors. One, if you're just taking a normal flat back flat flat back bump in the ring, it's fucking really hard to do that with proper real handcuffs because your hands are like right where you'd be kind of trying to land. So you're having to like adjust your landing. Also, and granted, he took way more chair shots to the head in that match against the rock. But yeah. like the way that you're able to kind of like give for your body when you're getting hit in the head with a chair is way different when your hands are tucked behind your back as well. So for those reasons, they made the decision, okay, we're going to go with the longer chain on these handcuffs so you can actually like comfortably and safely take a flat back bump. Your body can give when you get hit in the head with a chair. Like that makes sense for sure, especially after what he went through. But I feel like they were like, they were for one, they were like comically fucking long. And then, like, two, like, it's, you know, this is a huge production. Like, they, I think, feel like they should have been able to, like, either restructure the match and get him in the handcuffs for a shorter amount of time before someone came out or, like, make him stretchier or something. Like, I don't know. Like, but, I mean, you knew as soon, like, any, any person knew when those handcuffs came on, they were coming off. Like, they were coming off this time for sure. Like, no one, you know, so it is jarring out. seeing the size of the chain on those handcuffs and being like, <laughs> I've insane. never seen handcuffs that <laughs> long before. I'll say what even more ridiculous. This guy couldn't get out of his handcuffs himself. <laughs> you know, Mick Foley. I love the guy to death, but this guy could not get his handcuffs off himself. I mean, that just shows, yeah, you gotta, you gotta tighten it up. There. You gotta lose some weight. You gotta like, you gotta do something. <laughs> you gotta lose but some Jesus, man, like too many beers, too many beers. But, uh, <laughs> Cactus fights off Triple H for a little bit. Uh, he, I think he headbutted him in the balls at one point in time. Uh, eventually, uh, we've got a big gut shot 
with a chair to to Cactus. He follows it up. Triple H does with a couple of shots to the back, which like literally breaks the chair into pieces. Uh, then they fight back out onto the floor. Cactus eats a big chair shot to the face, compl- like unable to get his hands up. Obviously, is he's still handcuffed, but. Then he gets to his knees. Cactus is goading him like, hit me again, hit me again, do it, do it. And then right, his saving grace. Who'd have thunk it a year previously? But The Rock. The Rock comes in, chair shot to Triple H, gives him the big, you know, motherfuck you, walks off. And then it's not really explained why this is happening all of a sudden, but just a random cop shows up and uncuffs uh, Mick Foley at this point in time in the match. Yeah, they should have had. They should. I think they should have what like either the either the Rock and handcuffs uh, undoes his handcuffs or like the cop hits the guy. You know, hits Triple H with a chair, and they just do a both. You know? <laughs> Given the two options, I'd say probably the Rock uncuffing Cactus oh. makes more sense. But I, yeah, sure. Either <laughs> maybe the cop just he's had it. He's had it up that goddamn McMahon yeah, Helmsley yeah. era. Sure, I I can see that. Why not Foley? cactus he's uncuffed now triple h is doing the horror movie routine where he's like no no scooting back on his butt he's he's terrified uh they they make their way back to the spanish announce table cactus goes for his pile driver on top of this this table these tables were fucking sturdy neither of them like broke they just kind of stood in place as these giant men were were slamming one another uh on top of uh, on top of them but uh the match goes back into the ring. Cactus reaches underneath the ring. He grabs a little blue bag. Did you register immediately that it was thumbtacks? No, I didn't. I thought he was going to throw. Like, I know this isn't this is not his move where he throws, like, sand. Uh, People know, have yeah. done it, but that's not usually a Cactus Jack yeah. move. You're correct. Or maybe a big bag of cocaine to get real <laughs> fired up. Like Exactly. Know. Everybody likes the cocaine. Uh, no, I didn't know it was thumbtacks. I, but it was a nice, like, it came out, like, and it was very sparkly, visually appealing. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then I knew what he, you know, he was going for. So, How did you feel about your pick of Triple H at this point in time when the thumbtacks emerged? Terrible. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, noted. At this point, Stephanie, he emerges, or Steph, Steph, he emerges, she emerges, Stephanie emerges. She attempts to intervene before, before the thumbtacks are used. No, no luck there. Triple H is teetering near the tax. Cactus Jack charges at him, gets backdropped onto them. Nobody loves rolling through thumbtacks more than Mick Foley. I was gonna say, like he does, he does this for himself. This is a personal pleasure thing, like personal, you know, like personal pleasure. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's like uh, what's that fucking horror movie where people are like tortured, but like in a pleasurable way? Pin, the Pinhead, the uh, Hellraiser. That's the one. Okay. Hellraiser. <laughs> that's 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 it. Uh, but Triple H, he's he uh, hits. Cactus Jack with his finishing maneuver, the pedigree, but Cactus Jack kicks out. Triple H, he's incredulous. He can't believe that Mick Foley would kick out of that. Cactus gets back up to his feet, boot to the stomach. They maneuver over to the thumbtacks. Pedigree, which for anyone who's listening to this who's not familiar with professional wrestling moves, Triple H's pedigree, it's... um. Kind of like similar to a pile driver where your your legs are around the person's head. They're like bent over and you're kind of like uh, above them with, again, your legs are around their head with uh, kind of in, in near your crotch. And then he hooks both of their arms. So like it's ba- like there's no protection there anymore. And then he just jumps and drives their face into the mat. So imagine that. 
but with thumb thumbtacks covering the entirety of the ring. That's what happens. And then when Mick Foley gets rolled onto his back for the pinfall, guess who has several thumbtacks stuck in his forehead and face? Cactus Jack does, as a matter of fact. Uh, but then we've got a pinfall. One, two, three. Triple H successfully retains his WWF championship belt. Um, it was my luckiest win of all these matches of all time. Like it was, I there's there's nothing to it. I just I got fucking lucky uh, on this one. I just please remember that you said that the next time you bitch at me for like stacking the deck against you. Eric, I'm willing to admit when I got like you know when I got lucky. You you stack the deck and you're like, well, shit happens, you know. <laughs> And, and it does. That's where, we, that's where it differs, Eric. All right? Nothing I'm, incorrect I'm a man about it. of integrity when it comes to wrestling. Right? <laughs> well, I got news for you, pal. Sooner or later, you're going to have to eat shit and like the taste, Ryan. So, so get 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 ready for that. Uh, any I other that. any other thoughts about the match? No. Okay. Let's rank it. It's going to be a tough one to rank. I mean, I think it's going to go somewhere in the, like good. the lower. Good. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Um, I'm a little, I mean, based on what we've said, I'm not surprised. If you would have asked me before we watched this match or like in the day leading up to this, I probably would have said, oh, I think Ryan's going to think this is great. I don't know what it, I don't like, maybe I'm in a mood. Maybe. uh, (laughs) No, I've never seen you in a mood before, Ryan. (laughs) I'm not sure what like exactly brought this on, but like the match did not like, I didn't think it was crazy good or anything. Nothing like hooked me into this match. And so that's what usually has to happen for it to get like, um, so I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was a match. I, I can't really tell right now. I'll have to reevaluate later. I mean, I felt like the story was solid. You know, you have mankind. He's gotten fired. He's coming back. Now he's, you know, he's cactus Jack is crazed alter ego. I feel like the story was there. Uh, the violence was there. We had some real blood, some real injuries. So yeah, it's hard to hard to pinpoint what what was missing for you. I mean, there was, I think, a lack of like that real like violence. Um, That's a pretty fucking violent match. Somebody got stabbed I mean, in the calf with there, a pallet. No, okay, like, there, I mean, there you know you got some pallets you got smashed out on like, but like the whole thing that that stick Eric, really pissed me off the entire fucking round like. <laughs> false barbed wire on it like really annoyed me that just was the worst like there was a couple good chair shots you know like but please, uh, please stop calling us were, i thought were really dumb uh <laughs> and so there's just like things in this match that like may i think pushed it back or maybe it could have been higher i don't know okay. but um yeah i mean i think so like i would but it's still good like you know i, I, I like the participants you know like uh, sure so, so Except for that pussy ass Triple H and his fake ass barbar, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so let's see. So good, we're talking about between twenty two and thirty seven, which we actually have another mankind versus the rock. So that was our last in person. I mean, the the one I'm thinking of is another Cactus Jack match. It's right around thirty three. Like, oh, which uh, is the exact. <laughs> come on, Ryan. That's the exact same people. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like... Let's see. I mean, I think Hunter this Hurst. I think this match is... It, Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. <laughs> Triple H, yeah. Yeah. I, I think this match is better than that last one, personally. Like, if, if it was me ranking it, I would probably put this somewhere in great, but... 
I don't know, man. Like, I I think that uh, this match should go below that. I okay. Uh, if you want to give me a quick, just a recap of what that match was, if there was any, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything that would have like stood out in your mind about it. I think like <clears throat> everything that happened in that match happened in this one, but like bigger. So like the big the big move in that first match was a pile driver through a table, which we also saw. Today. They didn't go through the table this time. <laughs> Correct, which which you can look at as either being more or less impressive depending on your respective table well, I'm structure. Gonna go, I'm going to go less impressive. <laughs> but there was no blood in that first one. Um, they they did fought in the crowd in the crowd for a while. I'd say that first one was definitely shorter, for better or for worse. Uh, China was in that match. China, the famed uh, female professional wrestler, she actually took a hell of a bump into a set of stairs during that one. But I, I think. Again, my opinion, I think that everything that happened in that first Cactus versus uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley match, this one did, but like bigger and, and better. I'm going to put it the new 34. Okay. Thank you for not listening to any word I said. <laughs> That's nice. Um, so you're putting I, it above. So to, to just to make sure we're all clear, this is going above the match that we watched with Robert Donnell, Hulk Hogan, and Tenru versus the Road yeah. Warriors. Mm, yep, yep. Okay. Uh, I believe they belong next to each other. I didn't, and, and to be honest, there when I when I made this pick, like I put them in a range. I said this is probably on the end of good, so like you know it's going to be somewhere like thirty to thirty. So I'm not doing this because it's you know the same match, but it did find itself. So maybe there's you know a pattern of bad behavior in these matches. You know, it's just not <laughs> worthy of greatness. You know. Huh. Man, I really I hadn't watched this match in a long time. I really enjoyed it when I was putting my notes together and I was I thought uh I thought you would too, but here we are. You never you never fail to surprise me. Well, I'm out here, you know, I'm not here to surprise people. I'm here to like give people, you know, facts. All right. Maybe I am here to surprise people. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you're surprising people with facts. I don't know. Maybe I surprise myself. Yeah, like who knows? Like, but you know, again, like I said, uh I'm a New elevation, you know, new place. I got new. Um, I'm just going to let you dangle in the wind on this one. I know. I, really, I don't like when people do. <laughs> I just start talking and then, like, if no one picks me up, I'm like, damn. Like, Somebody please out. interrupt me, please. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that's, that's where I place it. I'm, I am confident in my decision. So that's, that's what I'll, what I'll do. Ryan is nothing if not confident, which brings us to a segment that I'm very confident about. Eric's wisdom tree. That's that's it. Huh? Really Eric's wisdom tree. Is that better? It was, it was different. Okay, fine. Did you know, Ryan, that if you hold a fart in long enough, you can actually exhale it out of your mouth? <laughs> it does sound uh, correct. That's true. This is true. This is factual. I'm not. I would never. I. I have never. I will go out on record. I don't think I have ever said an incorrect statement on Eric's wisdom tree. If you uh, hold a fart in long enough, you can exhale it out of your mouth. I mean, would you be like feeling pretty sick at that point? No, I don't think so. See, I don't think you'd even. I. I wouldn't be shocked if like. I don't know. A significant portion of the human population has done this and not realized it. Sounds gross, but I don't know if that you know um, you actually get the 
I mean, it's just gas going through your gastrointestinal system, right? Let's see. So holding in fart. 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 <laughs> fart uh, comes out mouth. So just say that. Comes out mouth. Okay. <clears throat> Can holding in a fart cause it to leak out of your mouth? Healthline. This is from healthline.com, everyone. Farts, <laughs> farts, also called flatus, are a natural part of your digestive process. Did you know that, Ryan? Bacteria in your intestines create gases. They break down, yada, yada, yada. The gas needs a place to escape, and usually it's through your rectum, a.k.a. anus. When you, I, I, that was my, I added that. They didn't say that, the anus part. When you block a fart from escaping, some of the gas can pass through your gut wall and be reabsorbed into your bloodstream. From there, you can end up it can end up being exhaled through your lungs, coming out of your mouth via exhaling. Uh, which, okay. yes. So, fine. But it sounds like gas is being transferred through your bloodstream, and not like you made it sound like a fart's going to back up. <laughs> Nothing I said was wrong. Nothing I said was wrong. All well, I said was, if you hold in a fart long enough, you can exhale it out of your mouth. Is that incorrect, Ryan? It sounds misleading as fuck, Eric. That's that's fake news, dog. I don't like your fucking fart stories here. I, I don't like it. I'm not a fan of this Eric's Wisdom Tree. I don't <laughs> like it. I think it's no way. I'm not a fan of your fucking fart stories, so fuck you, pal. <laughs> uh, apparently, you cannot taste farts that go, come through your mouth, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm just confirming, in case anyone is unclear. Now, fecal and vomit, in, that yeah, you can probably yeah. taste. We've all had in farts for a very long time. Yeah. No one's ever tasted a fart. I mean, um, I've, on the way out. Oh, okay. Yeah, from from inside. Okay, let's yeah. see. Pain and swelling. Oh man, if you hold in farts, you get diverticulitis. Wait, what? This this article is going weird. Okay, this is not on my list of things. For the record, I'm just going down this Healthline article. Should yeah. you fart in someone else's mouth? I mean, I think the answer is probably yes. But let's see what they say. <laughs> If a gas, if gas that is a part of flatulence is making its way out of your mouth anyway, does that mean, <laughs> does that mean it's okay to fart in someone else's mouth? I mean, sounds, uh, well, it's not a proper custom unless you're a young child. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Are that many young children farting in each other's mouths? Uh, it won't cause pink eye, spread a virus, or cause giardia, an infection of the digestive tract. That's Why wouldn't it cause pink eye? Why wouldn't it? Are you farting someone's mouth and like? Because you're not like, farting on their eye. Yeah, but like I assume. Okay, like if you fart directly, like if your mouth is over anus, you know, like and you consume that whole fart, then maybe. But like if not, like you're probably gonna get in your eyes. Like, uh, let's see. This says all those are, are a human centipede situation. Like, <laughs> I haven't heard. I haven't heard that movie referenced in a long time. This just said. There is no, there, it has no medical side effects because flatus only contains only gas. There shouldn't be any fecal particles in it. The spread of fecal particles, particles is necessary to cause any of the conditions above. When you fart, there's no fecal particles? Uh, apparently, I don't know. Flatus, apparently? When I was a kid, my buddy, who's, you know, like, you know, it's not a fucking doctor or anything, but like, he's like, yeah, we fart. It's all just fecal, like, and I'm like, uh, you know, like, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, like, you know, I would assume 
that there would be risks to that getting like in your face with like pink eye. I would just, I mean, that seems like it stands to reason. I'm just, but Healthline says other, otherwise. Well, why so. don't you, okay, all right. I will, next time, next time we're sleeping together. I don't want to spend time on this, Derek. I spend already too much time on this conversation. But like, maybe come back with some better facts. We'll, we'll figure it out. Healthline. Yeah. I mean, next time I'm in Denver, I will fart on your pillow, bare ass, and we'll, we'll find out if you get pink eye. I didn't ask for any of this, sir. <laughs> you wanted scientific facts. You asked me just like 30 seconds ago for this. I'll fart in your mouth if that's pr- preferable. Didn't that? Oh, God damn it. I, I think we should wrap this fucking podcast up because it has been a long day for everyone. And, you know. <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> Speak for your fucking self, pal. Okay, fine. We'll wrap it up per Ryan's request. Apparently, he hates talking about farts coming out of people's mouths. Boo-hoo, princess. But, uh, again, we're on social media. I don't really ever post on there, but you can send me a message or something. Uh, If you're not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. That's all, folks. Thanks. You look like a teddy bear stuck on on a pole.